Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello. Hi. All right, so this is kind of an exciting episode because it's my first by request episode. I posted on Instagram today that I was going to be doing some podcasting and asked for some suggestions. And one of the topics was that was requested was HSAs, health savings accounts. And I literally thought to myself, I'm sure that I've done an episode on HSAs because I'm obsessed with them and I think they're magic and I just think they're so amazing. And then I looked back and I had not done one. I had not done an episode about HSA. I could have sworn, like I could have, I actually thought I had done too, but I checked and unless, <laughs> I mean, there's not that many episodes, but I went back and looked through them all and, um, no, no episode about HSA. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go over like the basics of an HSA. I'll explain what one is, but I wanted to talk about a couple things. So kind of some HSA hacks because everything today has to be a hack or HSA tips and tricks or like things you might not know about your HSA. Okay. High level, what is an HSA? Like the very basic overview. And there's more to it than this, but basically an HSA is a triple tax advantaged bank account. So if you have a qualified health plan, you can contribute pre-tax money into your HSA. So money comes out of your paycheck. You don't pay taxes on it. Um, Your savings then, what's in the account, grows tax-free and you can take out money tax-free to pay for qualified medical expenses. So that's what people mean when they say it's a triple tax-advantaged account because you don't pay taxes when the money goes in, you don't pay taxes on the growth, and then you don't pay taxes on the money that comes out. So you might compare that when you're thinking about it. Like when you're choosing, for example, to make contributions to an IRA or a 401k, if you're in the US, you usually choose like, am I going to get taxed when the money goes in or am I going to get taxed when the money comes out? You don't pay taxes on the growth in, in either. But like there is no retirement option that says you don't have to pay taxes when you put the money in and on the growth and when you take it out, except for the HSA. So HSAs, I'm a little bit obsessed. I just think that they are so cool. So I have six things to say about them. I've got six things on my little post-it note here. Six things that like maybe you didn't know about your health savings account. So thing number one, I already talked about the amazing tax advantages, but a really cool thing about your HSA contributions is that they're also exempt from FICA. So like they're exempt from normal federal income tax, whether they're exempt from state income tax, I believe varies from state to state. And by the way, all the usual disclaimers, I'm not a tax professional, just like a lady who likes to know stuff and has read a lot about this stuff. I'm your smart friend. I am not your financial advisor. Anyways, so um, you know that you can make pre-tax contributions and do like your HSA and your 401k. But the difference is that your 401k is not also exempt from FICA. So that's Medicare and social security taxes, but your HSA contributions are if you make them through a payroll contribution, if you make them outside of payroll, which is kind of a corner case, but sometimes people do that, then they're not. So that means like for every $100 that you put in, you save an extra about $7 on top of the rest of the um, pre-tax savings. Okay. So that's thing number one, your HSA contributions are exempt from a FICA, which is great. Thing number two is that your HSA can also be an investment account. So a lot of people are familiar with HSAs like, yeah, I put money in. And then when I have a medical bill, I take it out and I pay my medical bill, but in between you can invest your balance. So you can take the money that's in your HSA and you can invest that in the stock market and let it grow. The options that you're going to have for your HSA, um, words, investments are going to vary depending on who your provider is, but usually there'll be like, 
I don't know, six to 10 options. Usually there's something like an S&P 500 index fund. Usually there's kind of very similar, very similar mutual fund options like you would find in your 401k. So that's awesome. That's number two. Item number three related. There is no time limit to reimburse yourself from your HSA. So let's say, well, here's a real example. I put money into my HSA with every paycheck. I haven't invested in the stock market. I went and I filled a prescription today and it was like 25 bucks. And I could choose today to reimburse myself out of my HSA and say, Hey, take back your $25 out of that account. Or I can save that receipt and I could reimburse myself that $25 tomorrow, two weeks from now, five years from now, 30 years from now, there is no time limit. So what I do and what a lot of people do is I put money into my HSA and I treat that like a retirement account. And then I just save all my receipts so that I can use my HSA to reimburse myself out of my HSA, which hopefully has grown as I have it invested. So years from now, when it's worth like double or triple, I can then use those same receipts to reimburse myself out of that account for my old medical expenses, plus any new ones that come up. The beauty of an HSA is that the money never, ever, ever, ever expires. And I say that because sometimes people get an HSA, which is a health savings account confused with an FSA, which is a flexible spending account. And so the money in your HSA doesn't expire at the end of the year. It doesn't expire when you switch jobs or you switch health insurance plans. That is your money forever until you are ready to spend it. And again, there's no time limit on when you have to do that. It works you know, just the same way as, uh, as the, as the money in like your own checking account or your own savings account. Right. Okay. So thing number, oh, I lost, I think five. I think five, <laughs> um, related your HSA is a secret retirement account because there is no time limit on how long to reimburse yourself. And because you can invest the balance into the stock market, your balance in your HSA, you can use it like an early retirement account. So my plan is to save all of my medical receipts and let the money in my HSA grow. And then I can use that to reimburse myself in those early retirement years, specifically before I am allowed to pull money out of my IRA or my 401k or the accounts that have those age limits attached to them. Um, As long as you're pulling money out of your account to reimburse yourself for medical expenses, that withdrawal is tax-free. Or if you don't have that many medical expenses, that would be a wonderful thing. (laughs) Once you hit retirement age, you can pull money out and it basically works like a traditional IRA. So there's no, there's really no downside to it. I mean, from my perspective and in my circumstances, there might be a downside to you if you max out your 401, excuse me, max out your HSA. And then you're like, oh wait, I didn't leave myself enough money to pay my bills and whatnot. Like everyone's situation is unique, but in general, there are lots of upsides to HSAs and very few downsides. Okay. Number, did I just say number five? I think this is number five. I'm sorry. I'm actually like usually pretty good at math. Counting is hard. Um, I think this is number five. So you can earn miles, credit points, credit points, credit card points, etc., from your HSA eligible purchases. So let's say you're not taking the method where you're, um, purchasing something, saving the receipt, and you're going to reimburse yourself later. For whatever reason, that doesn't work for you in this stage of life that you are right now. You instead are pulling out your HSA debit card and you're just buying things with your HSA debit card. I wouldn't do it that way. Even if you're just going to reimburse yourself right away, use your own credit card to pay for things. So that way you earn the cash back, you earn the airline miles, you get the points, like whatever the perk is on your credit card. And then you can just turn around and reimburse yourself straight out of your HSA. So even if you're kind of not going to do this, like early retirement workaround hack with your HSA, I still wouldn't use the debit card that it came with. <laughs> okay. And lastly, this one's number six. I'm absolutely sure of it. <laughs> there is a tax loophole for HSAs. If you are either unmarried domestic partners covered on the same 
family medical insurance plan, or if you are a non-dependent child on your parents' family plan. And let me explain this carefully. So if that applies to you, let's say you're unmarried domestic partners, the two of you are both covered under one person's family health insurance plan, you can both contribute the family maximum to an HSA separately. So if you're married, the family maximum is, I forget, 7,200, 7,300, somewhere around there. And you have to share that between the two of you. So like you could each contribute half or one of you could contribute the whole thing, but you can't go over that 7,300-ish maximum if you're married. If you're unmarried, but you're covered under a family plan, it's, it's this funny thing because you're considered... Hold on. Let me think. Okay. So under the insurance plan, you're considered a family. So you qualify for the family HSA max, but from the IRS's perspective, you are not a family. You are two single people. So there's no sharing of that family max. And then the same thing applies to adult non-dependent children. So let's say, you know, how kids can stay on their parents' health insurance plan until they're 26. So if you're not their dependent, meaning you're not, uh, your parents aren't claiming you as a dependent on their tax return. Same thing. If you're covered under their family plan, you qualify to make an HSA contribution because you're, you're covered by a qualifying HSA family plan. But from a like family unit perspective, the IRS doesn't consider you one family unit, so you're not sharing that family HSA maximum. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, and you think this applies to you, either because you're an adult, non-dependent child covered by an HSA qualifying plan, or because your domestic partner's covered under a family plan, like go online, Google it, send me a DM. I'm happy to like find some articles and, and shoot them over to you. Don't just like make a decision because about your life and your investments and your taxes because like you heard one person mention it like go go do a little bit of research on this one because HSAs they do sometimes have um some, some funny little quirks like this right like this loophole is one thing you can't have an HSA if you also have an FSA at the same time unless it's a limited purpose FSA you can't have an HSA I think if you're if you're covered by Medicare or there, there are some there's some things there this is intended to be like a high level overview of some things you might want to know about and then go like you know nail it down and make sure you have all the information. Or if you want to ask me questions, I'm happy to, to chat with you about it. Individually, I would like love to nerd out about HSAs with anyone who would want to ask, probably talk about it for longer than you want to. But in any case, to recap the six things that you might not have known about your HSA. Number one, it's not just pre-tax money that goes into your HSA. It's also money that is exempt from FICA taxes if you make it through a payroll contribution. Number two, you can invest the balance of your HSA. Number three, your HSA money never, ever, ever, ever expires. And there's no time limit on how long you can take to reimburse yourself out of your HSA. Uh, Number four, you can use your HSA to make it a retirement account and even an early retirement account. If you want to reimburse yourself for those receipts that you saved in early retirement. Number four, you can earn cash back or miles on HSA purchases if you use your own credit card to pay for things rather than using the debit card that comes with your HSA. And number six, there's that tax loophole for domestic partners and non-dependent children where you might be able to put extra money into your HSA that not everyone else is allowed to do. Okay. Those are six of my favorite things about HSAs. I think they're amazing. I hope they never get taken away because they're awesome. And that's all I got. If you love HSAs, well, you found a kindred spirit. (laughs) If you have any other thoughts or tips or tricks or favorite things about HSAs, you can find me most days on Instagram at LizGetsLoaded or you can find me at LizGetsLoaded.com. You already found me here because you're listening to the podcast. So, hey, I like you. Thanks for hanging out. I'll talk to you later. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But, and just an idea, you could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought. You do you. 